Welcome to the Raymond Tamaklo podcast. You are about to listen to a message as preached by the senior pastor and founder of Love Springs International Church, Nairobi, Kenya. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo is a missionary to the nation of Kenya. He is an author and a church planter. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo has a passion of raising pastors and shepherds who delight in the work of God. He has dedicated fairly all his life to the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, doing exactly this. He believes in ensuring that the Word of God is preached to all because each and every soul is precious and important to God. This podcast will reignite your love for God and His work and will work out times of refreshing in your life. Now, get ready to be blessed as you listen to the soul-saving Word of God expertly handled by Reverend Raymond Tamaklo of the Love Springs International Church Headquarters, Nairobi. Be transformed as you listen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you, everlasting God, you who has been God, and no one phantoms your beginning neither your end. You rule in the affairs of men and you sit upon the circles of the earth. This morning, I ask that you will minister to us. Let your word bring change, a genuine change. And let us, as we walk daily by your side, resemble who you are our senior brother Jesus. May we be like you, speak like you, walk like you, and let it be that the fruit of your teaching is what will make us who you've created us to be in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 You can have your seats. Amen. It's a cold Sunday morning. You'll feel colder if you're an Arsenal supporter. Your, your cold is doubled. You get a point. Yes. Um, and then you didn't feel happy clapping more because you don't have much to clap about. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> All right. So we still are on the series. Let's appreciate the ministry groups, the film stars, the dancing stars, and the tulips. Amen. Um, what I don't understand is bad. What's that doing? Ume jam. The sound has gone bad. 
<laughs> ah, he's an Arsenal supporter. Yes, yes. It makes sense now. Why my sound has changed. Pastor Edwin, please, I'm sorry. Revert my sound back to normal. We are sorry. Please. Yellow zebras, please. Or is it green zebras? Green, green zebras. Please, revert my sound back. (laughs) We are sorry. I'm waiting, Pastor Edwin. Now, what I don't understand about the ministry groups is whether they've decided to just be, choose the number 13. Yes, the number 13. If you pick the choir, 13. If you pick dancing stars, 13. And then each day, they do the same numbers. Do you understand? Each time they do the same numbers. So I don't know if they purposely decide that every Sunday the choir talks to the dancer. What are you doing on Sunday? So 13. Then they also say, okay, we're also doing 13. Uh, Don't our numbers. Let's stay on the same level. So I want to see the choir moving, the tulips moving into their 20s. Yeah. And the dancing stars into their 20s. Do you understand? Yeah. Um, Not only that, there are people who used to be in the branches that were in the choir. And some are seated here and can join or rejoin the choir. Do you get it? Yes. Um, They can rejoin the dancing stars or rejoin the film stars. Do you understand? If you used to usher at Embakasi, go back to ushering. If you used to usher at um, Apache, go back to ushering. Are you listening to me? Don't be idle. Pastor Edwin, I'm waiting for you to get over your arsenal things. (laughs) Okay? So, um, get back to doing something for God. Praise the Lord. Fruitfulness. We've looked at God's purpose for your life is fruitfulness. We looked at several people and we saw God's purpose for their lives was fruitfulness. And his purpose for us as well is fruitfulness. You can find that in Colossians chapter 1 verse 10. The Bible says that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. 
being fruitful in every good work. So, if there is any work in the church, if there is any work in Christ, the believer must become fruitful in that good work. Are you listening to me? You must become fruitful in every good work. If soul winning is a good work, you don't need a title to be fruitful in soul winning. It is surprising to see that I will only win souls if they call me shepherd. If they call me senior basanta. If they call me uh, lady apostle. (laughs) If they call me batenta, then I will be fruitful. No, you're supposed to be fruitful in every good work. And there is nothing like title attached to being fruitful. Are you listening to me? Now, the Bible, just so you know, the Bible says that we should be zealously affected always in all good things. So, again, if you see Colossians 1.10, the Bible is... Uh, that one is in Galatians, then Colossians 1.10. So anything that is good, God expects us to be fruitful in that good work. Are you listening to me? And by so doing, you will discover God's purpose for your life. And that purpose is fruitfulness. Now, you will not do yourself so much a favor... Um, very soon when you stand before the judgment seat of Christ, having heard all the teachings there, there are to hear, and you decided to be unfruitful. Fruitfulness is a decision. Do you understand? Fruitfulness is a decision. You make the decision to be fruitful. And I'm saying that Soon and very soon, when you stand before your king, he will make one demand of you. I I want you to know that God doesn't care how much money you are making. He doesn't care how much money you will make. He doesn't care what position you will ever occupy. But he cares about one thing. Were you fruitful where I planted you? Were you fruitful? So, this isn't about your pastor or your pastors. It isn't even about the church. Are you listening to me? It is about God's demand on your life. His demand on your being saved. That is what this is about. 
Are you fruitful? Because some people, if I give them titles right now, you see they'll start moving up and down. Yeah, you see movement. If I just, I just have to give them titles, you'll see them. But this one, there are no titles involved. They will listen and listen and do narrow. The thing is, even if you have a title as a shepherd, may I submit to you that you are first a Christian before you got any position. And we must understand that one. I am first a Christian before I am a pastor. Do you understand? You are first a Christian before you are called shepherd. Before you are called center overseer. You are first a Christian. So that understanding will cause you to take seriously the issue of bearing fruit. Amen? Then we looked at you are recognized by fruits. Amen? When you see a mango on a tree, instantly you know this is a mango tree. So last week we said you are identified by your fruits. You are evaluated by your fruits. And then you are a mystery without fruits. So this thing of being mysterious, you are in the church But you are mysterious. We don't know who you are. We don't know what you are into. We don't know what you are doing. Is a sign. If you see somebody around here. And the person is fruitful. You can just tell. Yes. Some people have pseudo fruitfulness. I'm going to say it again. Some people have pseudo fruitfulness. Yes, they were walking around with a few groups of people following them. But it wasn't real. Yes, it was pseudo. Are you listening to me? Even if what I say offends you, if it's the truth, just accept it. Do you understand? Just accept it. That I was once upon a time a pseudo fruit bearer. Yes, those are the fruits you never get to eat. Because by the time it should be ripening, the fruit has spoiled. Yes. So they like an avocado tree. You get a point now. By the time you're plucking the fruit, it's already rotten. So there are pseudo fruit bearers. Pseudo fruit bearers requires an office to bear fruit. What is my office? What's my office? So you are the center of us. Yeah, okay. So I should go and bear fruit. All right. That's a pseudo fruit bearer. So you are not first a Christian in that sense. Are you listening to me? A Christian has an inherent seed that develops into bearing fruit. Yes. Like, for example, anything that will give you mango has the qualities of mango already in the seed. If you plant sorghum, if you plant wheat, you see, you don't plant, let me explain it this way to you. You don't plant a mango tree 
then you are now hoping it will turn out as a mango. Follow the the, the, um, analogy. By the time you're putting the seed of a mango into the ground, you don't need extra prayers. So even the prayer that we pray, Lord, make me fruitful, I don't think is correct. Because if I plant avocado and then I have to pray for the avocado to become avocado, there's something wrong. So you are planted a seed of a Christian and that seed must grow and nurture and become the seed, the tree of a Christian. We don't plant you and then now we are praying all that you might become um, uh, a Christian. If you are planted a seed, the inherent qualities in the seed will give rise to the tree you want to see. You plant maize, then you now do prayer and fasting. Lord, let this maize farm turn out to be a maize farm. Like, it doesn't make sense. Lord, I don't want it to become a pilipili farm. Uh, it should be what? It should remain a maize. If you planted maize, it would germinate as a maize. So this thing of fruitfulness is not a struggle. If you are a Christian, this is what you will become. Unless you are not one. Pay attention to the teaching. Unless you are not what? One. If you are not one, then now we need prayer and fasting that you might become. You get it? We now need prayer and fasting. Oh Lord, that it might turn out to be um, an apple. I planted something, but I'm not sure. Lord, let if it is an apple, it, by the time it's growing up, is an apple. So the qualities are embedded in the seed. Now watch this. This is why there are two things you see on a real Christian. One, you see a real Christian, watch this, walking in the gifts of the spirit. A real Christian exercises the gifts of the spirit. A a real Christian should be able to speak in tongues. Work miracles. Have the gift of faith. Are you following? A real Christian. I said a real Christian. When you move from the gifts, a real Christian must have the fruits of the Spirit. So, if you see a real Christian... They have the gifts of the spirit and then they have the fruits of the spirit. Many people become Christians. Well, so they say, you are not one. Until we can see the fruits of the spirit operating in your life. And in Galatians, take me to Galatians, he speaks, Paul speaks of the fruits of the spirit. So there are nine gifts of the spirit and then there are nine fruits of the spirit 
Some people desire the gifts and they don't desire the fruits. A Christian must have these two things. The gifts of the spirit and the fruit of the spirit. Then he says, but the fruit of the spirit is love. A Christian must have love. Joy. A Christian must have joy. This one you sit in church every Sunday looking like the clouds. It's a sign that you lack the fruit of the spirit which is joy. You don't understand? And you can't fake joy. If you are joyful, you can't fake it. So joy is another fruit of the spirit. You see, Christianity is a very simple thing. Yeah, it's not as complicated as it's made to look. The thing is, if you are one, won't struggle with you. You can't come to church. I mean, you left your house. Look how cold it is. You've left your house to come and sit here in front of the preacher man. No joy. Yes. When you read Isaiah, we'll come back to Galatians 5.22. But in Isaiah, the prophet said, the redeem of the Lord shall return unto Zion. The redeem. He's not talking about the unsaved. Watch what characterizes the redeem of the Lord. They shall return unto Zion. Then he says, they will come with singing unto Zion and everlasting joy shall be upon their head. The redeem of the Lord, not the unsaved. If an unsaved person doesn't have joy, it's nobody's business. But to be saved, the redeemed, and not have joy is a sign that you are not redeemed. Because the spirit that works in us is a joyful spirit. It's not a mournful spirit. It's a joyful spirit. So everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness and joy and sorrow and mourning shall flee away. You look like you are at a funeral of your MCA. You look like you are at a funeral. You come to church but you look like your mother is dead and is in front of you. You look like you are at a funeral. You don't have everlasting joy. You see, you can't fake it. You either have it or you don't. Yeah. Is if you have joy, it defies. There's a difference between joy and happiness. I'm not talking about happiness. Yes. They are not the same. Yeah. A lot of what you see as joy is not joy. It's happiness. Yes. Happiness is um, related to your circumstance. So this morning you got up, you saw 300 empathies. Ah! <laughs> yeah, that's happiness. Yeah, you're happy right there. Do you understand? So happiness is, uh, is more like an event. Yes, if I want to explain, I'll say it's an event. It's connected to an event. But joy is not connected to your circumstance. So, whether you have paid rent or not, you are joyful. Are you listening to me? Yeah, that's why it is the fruit of the spirit. It forms part of your nature. 
You get a point now? Yes. And God wants his people to have joy. So the redeem of the Lord shall return and come with singing unto Zion. When you come to church, there should be singings. There should be what? Singings. And everlasting joy shall be upon their head. They shall obtain gladness. So you have come with joy. Then you are obtaining more gladness. You know, cameras catch moments. Sometimes in one moment that is captured, you see somebody happy. And not far from the person is somebody wondering, why are you, why are you happy? <laughs> yeah, cameras capture moments. Do, do you understand? They capture moments. You see somebody very happy. And then not far from the person is somebody wondering, why are you happy? Huh? If you don't have it, we can't give it to you. Yes. If you don't have it, we can give it to you. Then when they come, they obtain what? Gladness. Then on top of everlasting joy, they obtain again joy. And then he says, sorrow and mourning shall flee away. What a blessing. Back to Galatians 5.22. So, joy is part of the fruit of the spirit. Then he says, peace. Peace. Amani. Peace. Those of you who don't like peace, you are seeing that it is a dent in your faith. Yes, that you don't have peace. Peace. Long suffering. Gentleness. Yes. You see, gentleness is not just for the brothers, it's also for the sisters in the faith. Yeah, be a gentleman. Who told you it is only when it comes to the church or when it comes to Christ, gentleness is not only for men. Sisters must also be gentle. Some of you sisters, you are not gentle. You look gentle, but you are not gentle. You are spiritual terrorists. You know, the thing that surprises me about sisters is how an innocent, harmless-looking sister can be a terrorist. (laughs) Harmless. You see them, they look harmless. In fact, their height even shows they are harmless. Do you understand? Yeah. Their height even shows that they are, they are harmless. But if you see them shouting, if you see them like literally trying to humble a brother, Listen, it is wrong for a woman, and this is not the problem of men. 
hear me and hear me well. Men shout once in a while. To, and a man shouting has a purpose. It to bring order. Yeah? It's to bring order. We are not always shouting. But if you go through the book of Proverbs, there are so many descriptions pertaining to such character described in the book. Of, if it's not a contentious woman, it is a brawling woman. If it's not a brawling woman, it is a cantankerous woman. If it's not a cantankerous woman, it is a quarrelsome woman. And all those are not descriptions given to a man. Do you understand what I'm saying? Over 20 descriptions given to a woman, you will see it moves from this range. Cantankerous, quarrelsome, brawling. You, you just name it, they are all over. And if you are not brawling, then you are contentious. The contentious, do you know what it means to be contentious? That you, you just wait for one statement, then you turn it into a fight. Yeah. You just wait for somebody to have a slip of the tongue. Yeah, it will become a fight right now. Yeah, that's a contentious woman. <laughs> Do you understand? That is why men understand one, one language, silence. Yes. Because whatever you say will be used against you in a court of law. You understand? And it will be used in all fights. So you you have to, if you're a man, you have to learn the language of silence. Yes. You have something to say, you say, oh, okay. You swallow it. You swallow saliva. You wanted to say, no, 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 no. No, no. No, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. You get the point now? Yeah. So, Back to, he says, gentleness is also for sisters. Do you understand? Yeah, it's also for sisters. Some of us, we grew up in the village. And some of the sisters also grew up in the village. I say some of us because I don't want you to be offended. <laughs> he called us villagers. Okay, I also grew up in a village. <laughs> So, even though we know where you grew up, do you understand? Learn to leave some village things in the village. Yeah, don't let them follow you. <laughs> Correct picture. <laughs> if I tell you the noisemaker in this picture, you won't believe it. <laughs> yes. If I tell you the noisemaker is the short one. Yeah. To make all the noise. <laughs> and then the big one will be just be looking. Yeah. Let me tell you something. If you are a lady, even if you are a lawyer, <laughs> don't think that you are as strong as a man. <laughs> Are you listening to me? Yeah, don't deceive yourself. 
I don't know why, but God has a sense of, of, of humor. You know? Yeah. Even if you're a lawyer, don't, don't fool yourself. Yes. Accept that there is a man stronger than I am. Yes. Just <laughs> accept it. <laughs> the noise makers are always the smaller ones. Yeah. Always the smaller ones. Yeah, they will make noise. They will make noise. Yes, that's because empty barrels makes the most noise. Yes, if you have substance, you don't make too much noise. Do you understand? That's why I try to train the ladies in the church. Leadership is not about shouting. No, 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 no. It's not about shouting. If you are a leader or you have the substance of leadership, even one look communicate something and a leader must grow in her influence a leader must grow in his influence you grow to the point that your eye contact is telling somebody you better move yeah. no shouting you understand what i'm saying to you so gentleness is also for the sisters is also for what the sisters learn to talk Without being abusive. Do you understand? Yeah. Some of the people who cannot take insults are sisters. And you should see them when they are insulting men. Hmm. I almost want to, I want to say something. But it's a Sunday morning. Let's keep it holy. I'm, I'm trying to keep it very holy. Let me just move away. <laughs> Is it that's how you put somebody into trouble? I don't want to say it. Do you want me to say it? <laughs> Gentleness. Tell your neighbor, be gentle. Yeah. Don't be rowdy. Some sisters behave like boys. Yeah. I don't know the deception that trousers does to women. Yeah, I don't know. Once women start wearing trousers, I don't know if they expect that suddenly they have become men. You get the point now? Yeah, don't be deceived. You can wear trousers, but you're still a lady. Yeah, be a trousers wearing lady. Yeah, don't be fool. So you think that because you wear trousers in the house, you and your husband, you know, um, you are the man. There's only one man in the house. Yes, even if both of you wear trousers, there's only one man in the house. That is your husband. I didn't hear you say amen. <laughs> Look around and see if there's somebody blocking the message. There's somebody in the tulips blocking the message. Tell a sister, don't let your trousers deceive you. <laughs> Another fruit is goodness. Goodness. Yes. In this part of the world, goodness is made to feel like stupidity. 
But if we are going to be in the Bible, goodness is what? A fruit of the spirit. If you have the spirit of God, what the Bible is saying is that one of the fruits we will see is goodness. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So goodness comes as a result of having the spirit of the Lord. Yes. You bear the fruit of goodness. Not the fruit of badness. Some of you are bad. Like you, you are born bad. Yes. And you walk in badness. No. The fruit of the spirit is goodness. And then faith. You are not um, fatalistic. You are not doubtful. You have faith. Or that you are full of faith. Praise the Lord. Meekness. Uh-huh. Meekness. Some of us are not meek at all. What even surprises me is your lack of meekness coupled with your lack of power. <laughs> you too, you don't have power. You too, you are not meek. Why am I saying that? A lot of times, if you see a man of power, one of the things that characterizes him is meekness. I don't know how God tampers or puts the two together. You will never see a man of power lacking in meekness. The reason is because where there is power and there is the absence of meekness, it becomes a dangerous weapon. Yeah. You curse everybody right now. And you see, God has given you power. So if you see somebody is cursed, they are cursed. What it takes is these two things, meekness and temperance to, to go side by side with power. Yes. In your life, you have never lifted a hand. And the Red Sea departed. Moses lifted up his hand. The Red Sea parted. In your life, you have never lifted up your hand. And any miracle happened. Moses did wonders. And then the Bible says that of all men, Moses was the meekest of all men. So you see power or you see wonder-working power dwelling side by side with the fruit of meekness. You can't describe Elijah as meek. It won't work. Even Elijah, wherever he is, he knows that he wasn't meek. Do you understand? Yeah? After preaching once, twice, the people say, we worship Baal. He said, you poor, it will not rain. And then he goes off. Yeah? And when he comes back, to bring the rain, he came with something in mind to kill all the prophets of Baal. And you see the prophet with the sword and he was just cutting off all the prophets of Baal and their head. You can't describe Elijah as. You got the point now? Yes. And when Elisha inherited his spirit, which spirit? The spirit of Elijah. His first miracle 
was to call wolves from the bush to eat some mockers in the church. <laughs> yes. Go up, bald man. He was bald. Elisha was balded. Do you understand? So the young men saw him and they didn't recognize the spirit on him. And they said, go up, bald man. Go up, bald man. He said, me, bald man. Wow, go up, bald man. And he turned back and looked at them and cursed them in the name of the Lord. And there came forth two she-bears out of the wood and tear forty and two children of them. Yes, she bears. They came from the forest and he was standing there and the she bears were tearing children. And the guy was saying, yeah. Next time you spend anointing on my life. <laughs> so some of you without meekness, if you have this anointing, half of Kenya will die. Do you see how God works? So where he puts a lot of power, he also puts a lot of meekness. Yes. I'll show you where power lies. And you see, when you speak, God will honor the words of his servant. Careful. Careful. Yeah. So even though something like cursing is a powerful tool, rarely should it be used. Do you, do you understand? Rarely should it be used. Yeah. There are some people, they are seated here. If I curse them, the curse will work against them. Yes. Yeah. It will work against them. They know themselves. Yeah. And I don't even have to say much. I just have to pick up your actions before the Lord and say, oh Lord, judge. Judge, oh Lord. Judge, oh Lord. And I sought any to work. But you see, Will I curse my own children? So you see, you tamper the gift with, with a lot of wisdom, a lot of meekness. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So there is also meekness. When we see you in the church, if you're truly saved, one of the things we'll see about you is meekness. You can be corrected. Some of you will sit you down to correct you. You will leave the church for another six months. Whoever told any of you that running away from instructions, corrections, authority is a good thing deceived you. Whoever told you the best is to avoid correction, avoid authority. You are deceived because you soon learn in your life that you need an authority to speak over your life. And the authority that speaks over your life should also speak into your life and you should be able to receive correction without being offended. Many of you can't be corrected without being offended. Even though you ask, no, I'm not offended, but you have an attitude. Yes, the product of offense is attitude. <laughs> yeah. Some of you, if your mother corrects you for four months in the house, you don't talk to your mother. You have a very wrong disposition to correction. Are you listening to me? Yeah. So you must have meekness 
And then now temperance, self-control. You must have self-control. You must have, you must be somebody who has what? Self-control. And then he says, against such, there is no law. Against all these things, there is no what? Law. He's telling you that the New Testament believer must have these fruits in his life. So, this teaching on fruitfulness is important. And today, I want to teach you on when God expects the fruit. Hmm. When? Ask your neighbor, when? Yeah. The Bible says there's a time and a season for every purpose under the sun. So, there is a time God expects the fruit. Praise the Lord. I've showed you few reactions to unfruitfulness. Do you remember? And today in this topic, when God expects the fruit, we're going to look at another divine reaction to lack of fruit. Let's go to Luke 13, verse 6 to 9. Luke 13, 6 to 9. He spake also this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. Say, a certain man. And he came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Say, none. None means zero. But the man, this certain man had A fig tree. Do you understand? That he has planted. So he came and he was seeking fruit. But there was what? None. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard. Behold, these three years I come bearing fruit. People know my picture already. We are looking for scripture, not pictures. These three years, I come seeking fruit on this fig tree. It's about to get hot. Three years, I come. Which means that this particular visit is not the only visit. He's been coming. There have been other visits. Follow the passage. I come seeking fruit. That is how to put uh, present continuous tense in the King James language. I come seeking fruit. Which means that his coming was a continuous activity. He kept coming. He kept coming. I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Cut it down. I come seeking fruit. I find none. Cut it down. Thank God for Jesus' parables. It gives us a glimpse into God's reactions. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? That is like saying, why is it 
wasting and worrying the ground. Cut it down. Verse 8. And he answering said unto him, Lord, let it alone this year also, till I shall dig about it and dung it. Verse 9. And if it bear fruit, well. And if not, then after that, thou shalt cut it down. So, first of all, let me start from the end to the beginning. There will be a cutting down. That's the end. Oh yeah. Hey, you can scoff at what I'm teaching. You can, you can but there is a cutting down. It will be. Thank God is not my word. Yes, there will be a cutting down. Now that is the end. As to whether it will happen between three to four years, that one is up to the Lord. How do I know? He told the Lord, give it one more year. You get a point now? Which means that the third year, there was no cutting down. Even though the Lord wanted it cut down, but he pleaded for one more year. So he says, what I will do this year, I will dig about it. And then I will use fertilizer. I will dung it. I will dung it. If it grows, well, some of you are at the fertilizer stage. Now we are using fertilizer. After the fertilizer and nothing is showing, what will happen is cut it down. And those are not my words. Even if you are angry, it's not my words. Cut it down. Go back to the first, cut it down. Let them see it down. The, the Lord didn't talk much. He said, cut it down. I come, I've been coming these three years, seeking fruit, I find that, cut it down. Cut it down, that's all. Cut it down. I, I don't know about you. Is it possible you have already been cut down? Yes. Is it possible your time has expired and he's already cut you down? Is it possible that majority of Christians are cut down Christians? That is to say, although you are in the church, you have long been cut down. From now till eternity, nothing a pastor teaches, nothing a pastor says will ever cause you to be ever fruitful from now Till you meet eternity. Is it possible there are Christians in the church that are cut down? That is a very dangerous thing to even envisage. Because you have received fertilizer before. You have received teachings that will empower a Christian to do more for God. And it still hasn't worked. Then he gave you extra time. And it still hasn't worked. Then he comes and he says, cut it down. So you are in the church, but you are a stump. You are in the church, but you are a stump. You have, you have a look like you have a ministry, but it is a stump. Which means that there is, there is no way any more teaching will work on you. At leaves. If you have leaves, 
you are hopeful. But it, he has given the command and the tree is chopped down. Are you following? So what will ever be said to make you change? That is why if you analyze the teaching, you will situate yourself right. Am I a stamp in the church? There are decisions I make when I listen to teachings. There are decisions I make when I hear my pastors talk. There are decisions I make when my pastors teach. There are things I begin to do when my pa- There are people, it doesn't matter what they hear. They've heard you, yeah, they go back to their normal everyday life. Could it be you are a stamp? That is to say you were long ago cut down. Because if no teaching changes you, and then there is a period with which, within which you must bear fruit, could it be yours has long expired? Come on now. And he has given the command, cut it down. Because one of the things you should learn, if that's if you're a reader of the Bible, is that Jesus Christ is not idle in his church. He's active in his church. In the book of Revelations, he says, I am he that walketh among the seven candlesticks. And the seven candlesticks is his church. So he's constantly, like a farmer will walk through his farm. How is he doing? He's also constantly walking in the midst of the seven candlesticks. So, in the gospel, cut it down. In the, in the, apoca- the apocalypse, he says, I will remove your candlestick from its spot. So, he's always doing something in his church. If he's not giving the command of cut it down, in the book of Revelation, he takes the candlesticks out of its position. So you can be in the church and you are a displaced candlestick. So what I need you to know is that he's constantly doing something in his church. Let me digress. Should I digress? So Revelations 2.5 Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen. And repent. And do the first works. Or else I will come unto thee quickly. And will remove thy candlestick out of his place. Except thou repent. So you can't stop Jesus from coming into his church. He will, I mean who stops you from going to your farm? The caretaker say, oh, I'm not in the farm today, but it's my farm. Some caretakers have the power of God. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. You think there's a pastor who can stop Jesus? There are things that happens in the church. There are certain removals. There are certain cutting down. It looks like the decision of a man. But it is Jesus working through his servants to cut down some trees and to remove some 
candlesticks out of their places. Although to the ordinary eye, it looks like the decision of a man. There are some decisions I take. I can't even tell you why I took them. But after the decision, it makes sense why it had to be taken. There are people whose character I got to know deeper when a decision was taken. And at the time, there are even some decisions, you'll be surprised. I take them jokingly, like I don't mean them. Then they become real. Like, I see that, I I don't know how to explain, like the response justifies even the decision that was taken. God wants you to see something. And at that moment, it looked like a man. But God is always moving in his church. Yes. And one of the activities he does, or he's always doing, is this thing of cut it down. If not cut it down, remove it from its place. If not remove it from its place, John 15, prune it. He's always working in his vineyard. Take me to John 15. Are you here? You don't like the message. You don't like the message. I told you last week, it will be better you find a church. What's the time? Right now, the pastor is already sweating and casting devils. (laughs) Do you understand? Then you didn't have to have all these things on your mind about cutting down. (laughs) What is this thing? I've come to church, you are telling me cutting down. Eh, remove from it his place. <laughs> All right, so let's go to the verse. Um, let's start from the verse. Okay, first let's see. Verse one is fine. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. We get the word husband from the word husbandman. Careful. Let's not go there. I've just got an idea. Give me a pen. I've just got a revelation. for the men's conference. (laughs) It's for the men's conference. We get the word husband from the word husbandman. (laughs) It's true. Some of you, you are not ready to be husbands. It's about to get hot. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Some of you are not ready to be husbands. Yes, you're ready to have sex. I can tell you, you're ready to have sex. You're ready to have sex morning, afternoon, evening. But you are not ready to be a husband. 
is hot. Because what it takes to be a husband is every quality a husband man possesses. So I know you, you're ready to have sex. Oh yeah. Ever ready. Sharpshooter. Any girl you have touched, you've made her pregnant. Yeah. You are a ready, ever ready impregnator. Yes. But to be a husband man is a totally different ball game. Oh yeah. yeah. To be a husband is work. Is work. Huh? Yeah. If you see all these brothers, I'm going to teach it. If they like, they can, they can excuse themselves out of the church. Brothers, you can leave and come back later. All these brothers are ready to have fun. Ready to have fun. Ready to work? No. You see, relationship is work. That's why some of you patronize prostitutes. You're not ready for the work that goes into relationship. You want to have the fruit a relationship gives, but you don't want the work that comes as a result of relay. And any man who is like that, you see them patronizing prostitutes. Because the prostitute doesn't require you to talk to her in the morning, talk to her in the afternoon, talk to her in the evening. Utalipa. Mimi tayari. Umelipa. Anachukwa. Anaweka. Naende. No work. No work. Till the next time. Do you understand? Till the next time. No work. Absolutely zero work. A relationship requires work. Some of you are not built out for work. So you keep running. Some of you, a small request from your beloved is enough to shut you down. A small request. And the world today is positioning men to hate the responsibility of being husband men. If you like... Send a text to your beloved. I need a little favor. Without him hearing what the favor is, he will not respond. <laughs> the response will come after one week. I'm just, after three days, I'm just seeing it now. Because they know that time has whatever favor you needed, they want. 
day two, day three. You can still need the same favor after day three. If you want somebody to stop talking to you, just send them a message. I need a little favor. (laughs) At the mention of favor, (laughs) I need a little favor. Somebody who responds to your message very promptly. I need a little favor. 24 hours. You will not hear a single eh from the person. (laughs) I need, listen, this generation is being raised up to fear this thing called husband man. See, the brothers don't like their teaching. Yeah. A husband man is a farmer. Hey, if you don't have the quality of a husband man, watch me, listen to me. You will never successfully build a family, it is work. You will be involved in your children's life. Have they? Some men sit in the house, and whether their children have showered or not, they don't care. When the wife comes, you she will check whether Kababa has showered or Kapita has showered. And there's a man in the house. A person who cultivates the land. Cultivates the land. A farmer. You need all the attributes of a farmer to be a successful husband. Oh yeah. One of the attributes a farmer has is patience. Patience. One that plows and cultivates land. If you have the potential of being a good husband, watch this. We will see it in your cultivation. Your beloved will not be looking like she's from Mogadishu. Oh, I should jump and pop. I, I, somebody said I should wait for the men conference. Okay. <laughs> somebody said I should go to the men's conference. I just heard somebody say, I pass you men's conference. You have been in a relationship for three years. They've never bought you a shoe. In fact, they've not asked you six inches and my three inches. When you were on Kabambe, he told you, let us trust the Lord. 
get surprised. Like he's gone to the shop and bought the phone. And says, baby, I have a surprise for you. You, your surprise is let us trust the Lord. Some people are wanna jam, wanna jam. <laughs> you are seeing signs. You are seeing signs. You, do you know what sign you are seeing? Do you know what sign you are seeing? You are seeing the sign of a fend for yourself, husband. Fend for yourself. Ever since you were in that relationship, Shidayako ni Shidayako. Shidayango ni Shidayango. Never once has he moved into your problem and took charge and said, I'll sort it out. What does it take? I'll sort it out. Are you aware that like any damage my wife causes, I will be billed? Yes. I'll be billed. One time I remember a few years ago, my wife did a business with somebody. I was not in the business. I was not in the business. Me, I was here doing my calling. Yes. Then I got a call. There was a situation about money and all that. I I was nowhere near the transaction. Hey. Then I I was, I don't know if I was in Ghana or so. Then the the man was based in London. He sent my wife a message. That's when I moved in. I said, don't talk to my wife like, how much is your, you see, I was letting her sweat it out because you didn't involve me. So sweat it out, kidogo. Yes. And I told the man, you see, that's, that's a husband man. So I came in. I said, how much is your money? He said, I said, I'll give it to, this person knows you, I'll pay the person. Don't contact my wife ever again. Yes. That's it. I, I was not in the business. I didn't even want to know the nature of the business. Do you understand? Listen, young men, take my teachings. If you like, don't take them. If you like, leave them. But I'm teaching you something. Because a lot of you have grown up for many years without a sense of responsibility. Yeah. Without a sense of, you see, and for a young man, your sense of cultivating this starts with your younger sister. And then for a young lady, your route to becoming a good wife starts from your younger brother or your brother. How do you treat your brother? You treat your, your husband the same way. How do you treat your sister? You treat your wife the same way. Yeah. Some of you are the ones who pimped out your sisters. You told your friend, I'll give you my sister. Talipa, ngabi, ngabi. Yes. And you expose your sister. Is it like you have no sense of duty? <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yeah. Everything that makes a farmer successful is what it takes for a man to be a successful husband. Yeah. Your children will be cultivated. 
I don't know if you know that. In fact, first of all, your wife will be cultivated. Then your children will be cultivated. It's work. How are you a man and you're going to the salon and you leave your son behind? You go and shave. You're looking super duper. You come, your son looks like Bob Marley. If I'm going to the salon, I go with my son. It's not my wife's duty to take my son to the salon. What, what does she know about this thing? She doesn't know anything. Yeah, it's my responsibility to take him. Yeah. And every time I am around, I'm going, we are going. Yes. And the other day, I even developed a, a different method. You know, we won't drive. I just walk with him so that I'm talking, I'm engaging him. Do you understand? So it everything a farmer requires, the hard work, the patience, the watering, the fertilizer, everything is what you need to be a good husband. But looking at how you run from, can I ask you for a little favor? If, and Jesus Christ is a husband man. Yes. <laughs> and it's good for you to take the teaching and say, man, what can I correct in my life? Yes. <laughs> hey, brothers don't like what I'm saying. Many brothers don't like what I'm saying. You see, you're not going to buy, for example, you're not going to buy a phone every year. But have you bought one? You're not going to buy shoes every year. But at least, have you bought one? So don't, don't twist the message. I'm talking something that you should understand where it's coming from. White man is asking me, he's asking me a question. Do you want to know what the white man is asking me? So, Apostle, but I don't have a sister, so how would I become a good husband? <laughs> you should just come and say, Apostle, pray for my mother to give me a sister. <laughs> uh, so I can become a good husband. <laughs> he's asking why did I ask him that question (laughs) do you understand yeah you're a young lady in the house your brother comes home hungry he asks you for food he says don't ask me for anything you see how God works out the qualities he wants us to possess this is how he works it out yeah this is how it works it out if you are here and you have, let's say, a junior brother, you are very harsh to your brother. It is very automatic. You'll be harsh to your husband. 
Yes. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. If you have been commandeering your brothers, you will want to command. I mean, I've conquered my brother. Is it you I cannot conquer? My friend, shut up. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yes. Either you're going to have a sweet, happy wife, or you're going to have a commander as a wife. Yes. And you now, when you go to her house, you know, you can tell which one you have bought or you have decided to buy. Yeah? So Jesus says, I'm the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Verse 2. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. Do you understand? Every branch that bears not fruit, what does he do? He taketh away. (laughs) Some people want to be fruitless but leave us in the place. No, when the branch doesn't bear fruit what does he do? I'm showing you that he's always busy in his church he takes it away and every branch that beareth fruit look at what he does he purgeth it and it may that it may bring forth more fruit so when a branch is not bearing fruit he does what? take it away if he's bearing fruit, he what? He purges it. That is, he prunes it. Verse 3. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. So the word of God comes to make us clean. Are you hearing me? Now, when God expects the fruit, number one. God expects fruits within a year. <laughs> God expects fruits within a year. No, no, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I know. I know. I mean, you got saved about 1972. <laughs> the point is about to offend you. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, you got you got saved in 1995. Mm-hmm. Ever since, he has been expecting what fruit. He expects fruit within a year. That means that in God's purpose, a year is enough to bear fruit. I'm not going to count your years. (laughs) I'm not mathematically good to count your years in the church. (laughs) But I'm saying that when God expects fruit, he expects fruit within Luke 13, 6 to 9. A certain man had what? A fig tree planted in his vineyard. 
He came and sought fruit thereon and found none. Then said he unto the dresser of his vineyard, Behold, these three years I come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why cumbereth it the ground? And he answering said unto him, Lord, say Lord, let it alone this year also. Say it. Let it alone this year also. Which means that he has given the tree one year within which you must show forth fruits. <laughs> huh? Is it clear? Oh, no, you don't fear years. We know you don't fear years. He's giving this one one year. I've been here nine years. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean by one year? Do you know how long I've been here? Yeah, and I still stay here. A precure, a precure. I stay here. Don't worry. It may be that you have already been cut down. Yes, your stamp. Your stamp in the ground. Yes. Kisiki. Kisiki. Yeah. It's very possible. Where is Kisiki? <laughs> <laughs> you see why I don't speak so early? I just stay in my corner. There are people who are just waiting. Let him just say it. Kisiki. Yeah. It's very possible that you are Kisiki. Yes. You are in the ground all right. But no matter what happens, nothing will come out of that. It is cut down. It is cut down. Yes. So, you see, don't, don't, Rejoice that I have been here eight years. Where do you think Kisiki is going? And I'm now happy. Akuna is stuck there. So you are stuck in the church, but you are Kisiki. You will never see the Kisiki say, Oh, let me move to this other area. I may grow. Rarely, once in a while, you see some fresh branches coming out of Kisiki, but it never becomes a full tree. Yeah. Yeah, you, you see some feeble branches coming out, but for that feeble branch to become like the full original tree, that's why delaying to become something, watch this, it's going to be hard. Delaying to become something will end you never becoming that thing. Number one, delaying to finish school, you will never finish school. Delaying to marry, you may never marry. Delaying to be, you see, what, what is, what is, what annoys me about sisters is how many of you sisters are very mumushious up, up here. Yes. Pastor, what are you saying? Huh. Listen, sisters, listen. Don't come and make certain things prayer points that are not supposed to be prayer points. Listen to me. 
You that is seated here, sisters, you have a window to be fertile. No man has a window. A man at the point of death can still give birth. One parting shot. As he's leaving the world, he gives one parting shot. you get your cycle what do you think is happening to you what do you think you are doing see you even have your menstrual cycle mindlessly every cycle is a reminder that I'm not trying to put pressure on you but I'm also saying that don't be a sister that is wasteful of time Because you don't have it. Boys, men have all the time in the world. A man can marry at 60. You don't have that luxury to wait till you're 60. So this Lord of the Ring relationship you are in. You need somebody that says, "I, I want to marry within a year. This one, they've kept you prisoner. This one, they've kept you a possession. And they are, oh, I'm a jam. I don't care. I'm teaching. Blocking your miracles. You have announced to the whole world, you are hooked. Everybody who could be your potential husband is avoiding you. Meanwhile, the young man you are with is not even thinking about marriage. Soon, you will see that you have, you had a window. Yes, women always, they had, just have a window. So those of you, I'm not into, I'm not into, (laughs) when is this news? How latest is this news? Al Pacino, 83. Girlfriend, Nor Alfala, 29. 83, Let it be known to you that some brothers just want to have fun. Yeah. They just want to have fun. I'm going to teach it until the church is serious about even relationships. Some of you, you, you want what you want pastoral approval for daily, weekly, monthly, yearly fornication license. Do you know what that is? Do you know what that is? Titus brings a girl to me and says, Apostle, I want to be in a relationship with Then they now have four years to fornicate with apostolic approval. <laughs> Apostle is aware. 
Yeah, I'm seeing a new trend in the church. So I have to teach to uproot that nonsense. Don't come and tell me, Apostle, I love her. And then I've been here four years, four years of my life. If I left my beard four years ago, it will all be white. So that apostolic license for free sex, may I submit to you, I am not involved in it. Yes. Is it now they have have a jam? Somebody is preparing to come and bring me somebody's daughter. Apostle, we, we like each other. Another five years, they'll be liking each other. Don't come to me if you are not ready to marry within a year or two. Maximum two. Don't come to me. Go and fornicate in secret. Don't come to me. I'm your pastor. I'm telling you. Don't come and tell me anything if you are not ready to marry within a year or two. Don't come and tell me seeking apostolic license for fornication. Don't come. You see, don't come to church if you don't want to hear some things. Don't come. Don't come. <laughs> Within the time you have been in a relationship, somebody has finished a degree. What is it you are building that you have not finished? Somebody has finished a degree and has moved on to master's. Eh? But we are not ready. But you're ready to fornicate. I mean, if you want to ask sensible question, also ask yourself, if I'm not ready, why am I even sleeping with this young lady? Why am I? If you're not ready. So don't come to me. Eh, from today, nobody should step in my office. God, eh, I, normally it's the pastors who come to me. Apostle, Brother Titus wants to speak to you. He says he has something to tell you. And I said, bring Brother Titus. Backed by their pastors, they come for apostolic license for four years course of fornication. BSC fornication. I'm a jam apple. All those planning to come have just jammed their network. It won't work. You know, if I had serious daughters in this church, after a year and two of introduction, Apostle, you just come and say, Apostle, cut this thing into two. Free me. Yes. Like you give me the power of a father to release you. I know what the brothers are going to tell you. You want to follow what Apostle is saying? You'll be single forever. It's a lie. (laughs) Now when you teach, you have to to envisage what they'll say after the teaching. (laughs) Are you aware somebody is admiring you? 
but they have stopped admiring you because of that foolish boy who is in the center. When you pass here, he's here. When you pass here, he's there. And the friend says, hey. Just move him. Move him. You'll see. You'll see somebody will come and enter the space. Girls, look out for yourselves. Uh, me, I'm telling you. Yeah. Look out for yourselves. Yeah. My son, I'll never allow him to waste somebody's daughter's time. Yeah. I will never allow him. Yeah. He will be surprised that I will marry him off without him knowing I've married him. <laughs> he will just be in a marriage. Especially if the girl looks like a nice girl. And then he's, he wants to fool. If my son is blessed with a good daughter, a, a good wife in the future, I will never allow him to misbehave. Hmm. He, he, in fact, in, he, you'll be wondering who is married to this woman, my father or me? Just, just wondering. Hmm. <laughs> Whose side is the man? Yeah. <laughs> you got a point now? Yeah. Because he also has a sister. You understand? He also has a sister. Yeah. And there will be another man in your sister's life. Yes. Careful. There's one year to bear fruit. (laughs) One year to bear fruit. Titus. You understand? One year to bear fruit. Why should a relationship take five years? Huh. I want to see wedding photos. Not social media photos. Wedding photos. If that is why you are blocking me on your statuses, block away. I want to see wedding photos. Within the year I met Pastor Edwin was the same year he married. Yes. He was a full-fledged Catholic. Do you know Catholic? Yes. And he says, come and bless my marriage. Before this white man came, I was there. Yeah, I was there. Yes. And I believe that, you see, what... One of my pastors in Accra, not here, sent me a message. I think he went, I don't know, I think he went to pay school fees or something. Then the thing hit him. There are some school fees that can make you poor. So he went and paid. Then he said to me, Apostle, I used to think that my father was wicked. When I ask him for something or we ask him for something and he doesn't have. I used to think he's wicked. 
Then he says, hey, how have you done it for all these years? I said, I don't even know. Then he said, he told me what he just did. I think right now he asked how many children. Is it three or four? Then he said, my firstborn is in class two. So his firstborn, his firstborn is in class two. My f- firstborn is in form two. Then I could just see the distance he has to go. That's the distance some of you are planning to start at 45. At least you without a sense of agency, I'm talking to you. Some are in the studio. Some are hiding in the studio. (laughs) Mr. No sense of agency. That's the journey you want to start at 40 something. Like in your life, you're never in a hurry to do anything. That's why God gives one year to show your fruit. One year to show your fruit. One year to show your fruit. It's hot. One year to show your fruit. Even God puts time, time on certain events of life. One year to show your fruit. Any procrastinator, what you should do now so I'll do it. I'll do it. Oh, in the next one, I'll do it. I, I know some. Procrastinators never achieve anything in their lives. Because in their head, there's always time. In their mind, there's always time. I'll do it when I wake up. How about doing it before you sleep? Will, are you sure you'll wake up? Are you sure you wake up? So what time do you have now? Every time there's something to be done, tell yourself it is now. 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 Not I'll do it after eating. How about when you choke on your coffee? You've not seen people drinking coffee and they die? I'll do it after drinking coffee. Oh, after drinking tea. The time you have is now. That's what makes achievers. So you don't have 20 years to bear fruit. You have one year. Brothers, what a jam. Okay, brothers, let me, let me go off your case so that you can receive the teaching. Hey. Today, brothers will not give offering in the church. (laughs) Leave it alone one more year. Just one year. (laughs) One man who wanted to marry, very he's a bishop. And he wanted me to help him get a wife. And he says, Apostle, I don't have time for six months or one year of courting or this or that. Let's go and eat at the restaurant. Let's, he says, I just want to marry. Yes. I just want to marry. 
Do you understand? Yes. You have one year to bear fruit. Sometimes when I look at my brother, I see how long he has to go to catch up with me, with his clan. With his clan. When I see my nephews, uh, me, I, I look at my nephews, I look at my, like Pastor Jeff, I look at his sons, and I know that I have future responsibilities. All those children are my responsibilities. Because weathering the storm, when you, when you see somebody and their child is in, oh, form something, going to college or university, you have to respect them. Yeah. Benson doesn't understand what I'm trying to say. <laughs> the Lord doesn't understand. Yeah. I want a church with young men that are serious minded with life. Yeah. We don't build or cultivate families on Instagram is real work. Are you listening to me? Don't yawn when I'm teaching you. Swallow your yawn. (laughs) Swallow it. Learn to swallow your yawn. What a blessing it will be to see some of these young men, you know, settled. You'll be, you, you now, when you settle down, you see that you don't have time for Facebook. Yeah. Oh, yes. At least if you go by the teachings I give you, at least. Do you get it? Yeah. At least if you go by the teachings I give you. You have one year. Which means that a lot can be done in one year. A brother came and told me, Apostle, there is something I wanted to start with a certain brother. Hey, all my pastors, they know we are discussing something. Then we settle on, I said, do it now. Like that thing of next week. I don't have next week. Like I don't live in, in two days time. I live in now. And that's what gets me going. There are mornings I am tired have to take my dogs out. Nobody is there to give me motivational message. You know, man of God, arise. You can do it. You have to fight, find the motivation from within yourself. <laughs> Careful. One year, leave it alone. This year also, 2023 began like a joke. We're already in August. Like this government, they thought they have a lot of time to do. One year, we had elections in August, right? In a few days, there will be one full year in office. 
Before you know it, there will be five full years in office. That's the deception about time. About time. When the president in my country took office, he told Ghanaians he's going to build them a sky train. Do you know a sky train? The train that passes through the sky. Yes, he said he will build them a sky train. Ghanaians believed it. You see, if you want to make changes in your life, let me tell you something. Some of you, you like chasing phantoms. Like you like chasing big things. And you don't even start chasing small things. The change you want to see in your life will begin by first making small changes. Apart from South Africa, there is barely any other African country that has a speed train. Like a train that moves almost at the speed of light. And a, a journey that takes, let's say, seven hours is reduced to three hours. Passing underground. You haven't built any train underground. You want to build it in the sky. So outrightly, listen, what I'm teaching you should make sense. Outrightly, it becomes... An imagination. And many people, is next year we are moving into an election. Skytrain, Bado. The truth is that you have not even replicated what the colonial masters did. Building Chukuchaka, Chukuchaka, Chukuchaka. The train that is going and then you see the, the, the wheel. It's like somebody is winding it. You haven't even built that one. Or to build one that is that moves at, at a very fast rate. If, when they say we'll build train network, Nigeria here, they'll still go and build trains that white men stopped building in 1950. We still build them in Africa. Are you aware you can travel from Germany to France just using trains? And you see that it is as good as going by flight. Somebody who cannot connect two cities together by road says you build in the sky and they believe it. In this country also, you've received a lot of promises. Isn't it? Anyway. Hmm. Hey, my president told us, within 18 months, I will turn Ghana into Dubai. It is still Ghana.
if I see any African president in heaven, African politician in heaven, mm -mm. I'll tell God, put me just outside your gate. These people have come here. It's not good. And every money, you think we need to borrow money. We don't need to borrow money. Every money we need is in every country. A few days ago, one minister in Ghana had money stolen from her house. Her housemaid, two. One is 18 years old. They stole one million dollars from somebody's bedroom. 300,000 euros and a few million CDs is in somebody's room. You can build a hospital in Kitui with one million dollars. It's in somebody's room. So this maid saw the money. They said, ah, Ghana money is here. Yes, it's also our money. So they, start, they stole the money and they never knew that their money was being stolen. Okay, you said somebody has stolen one million dollars from you and you didn't even know when the one million dollars was finished stolen. Judge my English. Like the one million dollars was finished stolen and you couldn't tell. You, you only... Notice your money is lost the day you return home and they were in the bedroom. I should tell you how much was there. So, the door was locked. How did they get there? Then you start counting what was left. Then you discover one million is gone. Which means there was more than millions. And then I'm supposed to... And this is just minister for sanitation. Minister Takataka. What of the, the ones in finance? In what, what do you think is happening there? Then I go to heaven and I see one of the, them guys there. No. I mean, I think God will not even admit them. We'll form a choir at the gate with Peter and leave him with these guys. There was a similar minister in Nigeria like that. As for her, she was in the, where there's real money into um, um, the oil, the minister for petroleum and all that. A woman. I didn't know women can also steal like that. It's looking like what they say is true. What a man can do. <laughs> a, a woman, you think that a woman would do differently. She stole millions of dollars. You go to her jacuzzi, a million dollars. You go to this one, a million. Everything was in millions. No sky train. 
No, and no Dubai. Thank you. No Dubai. When you see how difficult it is to build something, you respect the one who at least has built this one. Yeah. Then when you go to that side, that long highway, you respect the one who built it. Yeah. Don't be fooled. Then you respect that. If you see the road network, some of you, you are only, you are only kept in uh, Umoja. You are kept on Jogo Road. But if you go, you see the road networks. I believe Kenya has more better road networks than we have in Ghana. I believe so. If you see the, the how do they call them, the bypasses. Yes. You respect the one who built it. Yeah. You see, then when somebody is promising what they cannot deliver, sky train. You have to look at the person and say, we have seen this before. We've seen it before. And the truth is that there's no story that is different. All countries are the same. One year. Tell your neighbor, your one year has passed. Some of you, you told yourself, this year is the year. We are in August. Hello, it's August. Hello, it's August. I'm telling you, it's August. <laughs> By my next birthday, I would have been here one year. Yeah, we're in August. Yes. You have one year. Yeah. And you see, when you go beyond a certain time, there are things you will never be able to do. There are some restaurants, they close by 3 p.m. for lunch. If you want to eat, come before 3 p.m. They are not begging you to bring them their money. We close for lunch after 3. You want to eat, come within that time and eat your lunch. Otherwise, if you come, you may be carrying $5,000. They say, we are close. There's always a window. There's always a time. That's when I teach and you are angry. I wonder. Yeah. You don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Yes. Are you aware if you grow much older, Titus, and you marry very old and you are having sex, are you aware your wife can break your bone? <laughs> you can die. There's a window. <laughs> There's a window. <laughs> Are you listening to me at all? There's what? A window. Yes. So God expects fruit within what? A year. Number two. God expects fruit within three months. Some people, they just expect you to give them, give me five years. <laughs> give me ten years. <laughs> God expects fruits within three months. First Chronicles 13, verse 13 and 14. First Chronicles. 
Are you blessed? Apart from the jam on some points, are you blessed? Apart from some points that you were jamming, are you blessed? (laughs) What kind of a pastor will I be if I do not provoke you unto good works? (laughs) Apart from the areas where you are jammed, are you blessed? Okay, even including that area. Amen. Somebody is going to receive a lecture after this teaching. (laughs) Somebody is going to be told, I don't like the way you are overly excited when apostle is saying something, certain things, certain things. (laughs) You make it look like I'm the one he's talking about. Please, can you can you turn it down? Turn it down. So David, say, say, so David brought not the ark home to himself to the city of David, but carried it aside into the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. Verse 14. And the ark of God remained with the family of Obed-Edom in his house (laughs) three months and the Lord blessed the house of Obedidom and all that he had in how many months? Three months. So some changes can happen in what? Three months. Some blessings are visible in what? Three months. Glory to God. So I don't get into trouble. Watch this. There are certain fruits that must be born within three months. In most relationships, you see, I'm trying to avoid the wame jam. That's why I'm taking this one from here. In most, what? If there is no change in three months, there is not likely to be any change ever. Three months or never. Hey. All, all this capacity you have, young lady, to endure nonsense, to endure foolishness. You don't use it in long suffering for the Lord. You only use it in long suffering from, for useless relationships. Any one of you who thinks He's going to change when we marry. You are the number one quintessential fool. If in a relationship he's already abusing you, never allow a man that is abusing you to go forward and marry you. You are a desperate, 
quintessential mumu. Paul, umejam. I mean, I'm going to teach. Yeah. I don't want you to ever come to my office and say, he, he, he beat me. And see, the thing about abuse is that the victim is always ashamed to say it. They cover it up. Yeah. You come with one Sunday morning, you come with shade, dark glass, looking like Angelina Jolie. <laughs> if the relationship is troublesome from the word go, and then you do counseling in the first three months, and it doesn't change, it may never change. I don't see why you say you're always fighting. Why are you always fighting? I mean, why are you always fighting? And some sisters have the capacity to fight. To fight Milele. And some sisters, they have the capacity to fight forever. young man, this lady can quarrel from morning till evening with your eyes open. You too, you are saying she's the love of my life. <laughs> See, Gawu. She's the love of my life. Hey, apostle, not everybody likes what you like. Some of us, we don't like peace. <laughs> we want problems always. I thank God for your life. But there will come a time in your life you would want peace. What drives many men outside of their families is Quarrels, fights. Yeah. So you see, a man is seeking for solace somewhere that there is peace. He will come home at 12 midnight, 1 a.m., and he will tell you, I was working. It's a lie. Nobody is working at 12 midnight. I'm telling you. He was at, he was at peace somewhere. His head was on some nice peaceful tie somewhere. Then when he comes home, you prove him right. Why he went where he went. Because you have met him with quarreling at the door. So those of you sisters who don't get tired of fighting, I'm teaching you so that you can kill some of this nonsense that is in your life.
Hey. Emily, are you hearing the teaching? of you, when I never know peace, you can't fight. You know, fighting is not only talking. Some people, they fight on the phone. What's up? When they send you a message, eh? Cataloging all your sins. Is it you? You think you are replying with three or four lines. There's another one coming. Pages. One brother like that, and I've not mentioned your name, just look straight. Encountered one sister like that. They'll be around here. By the time this one says, I'm going, this message starts coming in. All night. You think you can do Kesha fighting? You're not praying. <laughs> Messages. Huh, and some women are typists. You see, naturally women are typists to begin with. In fact, you see, the thing is you can't win a verbal argument and you can't win a written argument. Why do I teach what I'm teaching? So you look at qualities in somebody when you're looking for someone to settle down with. Hey, if fornication will take you to hell, I want you to also know adultery will do the same. Yes? So you are better off with peace in what you have chosen before you go and do oh that one pleases me well <laughs> I listen to me huh? after a counseling session you expect changes to take place Tiro we cannot wait endlessly for a change that never comes. And then they sit here and they get angry when we say we cannot wait forever. Every day I am changing. A change has, that has never arrived in 10 years. There are some people who have known them in this church for that long. The way they were is the way they are. And the way they will be. What change is this that is not coming? <laughs> Meanwhile, ever since I've I known you, you have been changing. You have been changing in all, all proportions. You've been changing. <laughs> this change that never comes until now when I hear, oh, God is working on me. I say, thank God it's God that is working on you. Me, I'm a pastor, so I, hear, I get to hear a lot of things told me. Yes. Yeah. I have realized that change, eh? 
is determined. Yeah. If your slogan is, oh, I'm changing, you will never change. Yes, because change itself is somehow within the, the essence of change is a certain agency and a certain suddenness. This is a true picture. And they are here. So Bishop says, you may safely conclude that there will never be a change if certain changes do not take place within three months. Yeah. One of the people I laugh at is... um, about to be married couples. That is, they are in counseling. They are the ones I laugh at. Hey! Listen, I've been a pastor for 20 something years. Yeah, don't, don't, don't take that for granted. I've seen it all. Yeah. Subtract 20 something years from your age, you see that you are now learning to walk. And for 20-something years, I have seen... Listen, the people that surprise me are people that are in marriage counseling. One of the questions you would ask a future husband and a future wife is, what do you find wrong with her? And then you ask her, what do you find wrong with him? That's the time you see them smiling. Oh, of course, he's such a wonderful young man. <laughs> and that's when me, I start laughing. Yes. Yeah, that's when me, I start laughing. And do you know why they do that? Do you know why they do that? Do you know why they never tell the truth? Do you know why? It's because... She's afraid he will be angry. He's afraid she will be angry if you tell the counselor the weakness in his life. So when you have lied, eh? hear me, watch this. You have married a man with an undealt weakness. You will live with it. What do you, don't you like about him? Apostle, he's never on time. Uh-huh. Now we are going to deal with something you, are, you don't have the power to deal with. Who is he benefiting? You. What don't you like about him? Oh, oh I like everything, Apostle. He's so nice, he's so nice. Um, I'm trying to see what, what, what don't I like. What, continue thinking. He's never on time. Right? That we're going to put it on the table. Why are you not on time? Oh, you know, Apostle, I sleep up to 11 a.m. Why do you sleep up to 11? You see, counseling is a wonderful thing. People don't value it. He's stingy. Tell the pastor. He gets angry very fast. 
tell the pastor. You think anybody has married an angel? You're the only one trying to live. You are married. Angel. Two angels are married. You are married. Two angels. <laughs> Two angels are married. Huh? What don't you like? He doesn't like showering, apostle. Tell the pastor. You are the one who is going to sleep by stinking balls. <laughs> I've said it. If you like jam. He doesn't shave his armpit. Tell the pastor. What don't you like about her? She doesn't brush her teeth. Tell the pastor. Tell your neighbor, tell the pastor. Hey, you, you, I can show you how serious marriage counseling is by telling you that we can organize a teeth brushing session before you marry. You tell her, come with your toothbrush next week and your toothpaste and we do a teeth brush What is all? He, she brushes her teeth, but apostle, she doesn't brush her tongue. Tell the pastor. Say, tell the pastor. Tell the if you brush your teeth, you don't brush your tongue. Your mouth will smell. So somebody has to teach her how to brush her tongue after brushing her teeth. You are the one who will be in a kissy-less marriage. You think I'll come to the house after teaching and force the two of you kiss, kiss, kiss. (laughs) I can only help you by counseling. I went with my beloved to see my spiritual father in a place called Tema. He had come from London. And he was going to be around briefly. So our marriage uh, counseling was going to be a crash course, you know. And there were things my spiritual father was saying. I could have prayed for the ground to just swallow me. Yes. Hmm. And that's how you know you are in a marriage counseling. Yeah. Do you understand? This is where you go. You're all happy. There are things we say in counseling. When you come back, you have dealt with it one full week. <laughs> Otherwise, God bless you for your tenacity. Hey. Would you lie to your doctor? Would you lie to your lawyer? The last person you don't lie to is your pastor. Yeah. 
These three people, you never lie to them. Your doctor. You have gonorrhea. You've been standing by the pot to wee since since last night. It's not coming. Then you go now. You look at it. And even if it's a female, you look at it and say, Then now you change the sickness to my stomach. My stomach is hurting me. Huh? Then you, you go off. Does that solve your problem when you stand by the pot? Brothers, I'm talking to you. Would that, does it solve it? No. Nah. But openness gives you healing. Oh, go and do this test. Go and do this test. Ah, it is this. This is how you... You treat it. But you go and sit there. You see, that's why proud people cannot find healing. You see that the doctor is the age of your daughter. The doctor is the age of your daughter. <laughs> then you go and say, this small girl, or should I tell her what I've been doing? I cannot, I cannot. She's going to, have you had unprotected sex lately? She's this, in fact, this, if, she's even shorter than your daughter. You have to humble her and say, yeah. Your lawyer is going to stand before you and say, tell me the truth. You can't say, hey, I'm old. do you know I'm older than you? No. If she says, tell me the truth, you tell, that's your lawyer. Do you understand? Yeah. Some people don't like the teaching at all. And I can see it in their eyes. Yeah. Lastly, God expects fruit within five years. This is where the Lord of the Rings are happy. God expect fruits within five years. Amos, God expects fruits within five years. Leviticus nineteen twenty three to twenty five. That's our last scripture. And when ye shall come into the land, and shall have planted all manner of trees for food. Then ye shall count the fruit thereof as uncircumcised. Three years shall it be as uncircumcised unto you. What it means is you don't touch it. Do you understand? It shall not be eaten off. That's it. It shall not be eaten off for three years. Twenty-four. But in the fourth year, all the fruit thereof shall be holy to praise the Lord without. That is first fruit or tithe. Do you get it? Then 25. And in the fifth year, now you shall eat of the fruit thereof, that it may yield Unto you the increase thereof. I am the Lord your God.
there is a tree called the Chinese bamboo tree. When you plant the Chinese bamboo tree, it requires daily watering. The mysterious thing about the Chinese bamboo tree is that for five years, you will never see it come out of the ground. For five years. But you must water it. Keep watering it. One year, nothing. Two years, nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm talking of not even a sign that you have put something, apart from the watermarks, there's no sign that you've put something here, but it is there. And you have to water it for five years. In the fifth year is when the Chinese bamboo tree shoots out. And in six weeks, it grows to the height of about 99 feet. In six weeks. I'm sure you've seen them in Chinese movies. When they are fighting and they are deceiving us. <laughs> yeah, those are the, the very tall bamboo trees. In the first five years of planting, you will not see even like maybe the head has come up. So you are watering the head. You will see nothing. But after five years... It shoots out and it doesn't stop growing. In six weeks, it grows to the height of 99 feet tall. So if you stop watering, I say, I've been watering this thing. I've not seen anything. Then what happens with the Chinese bamboo is that once you stop watering, it dies within the ground. Let me suggest to you that one of the reasons I have not stopped watering is with the hope that it will soon grow. Not watering or stopping to water has a higher chance of killing the tree after coming a long way is the reason you see me still teaching. Sometimes I'm afraid it may die within the ground. Yes. You see, all the while it wasn't growing. For how many years? Five years. Do you know what is happening? It's growing downwards. It just keeps growing downwards. It is very possible that all the years of seeing nothing, the church is growing downwards. It's very possible because God is able to give an explosion in a twinkle of an eye. T.D. Jake said he preached for 10 years to 20 people. Years. The T.D. Jakes you know today, he preached to 
20 people for the same 20 people for 10 years. And then God told him, move to this place. He moved without anybody and from Texas, Dallas, everybody now knows him as TDJX. Yes. He preached for 10 years wearing the same, and I had an interview, he said, the same messages nobody listened to 10 years of his preaching was the same messages he was now preaching when God lifted him. This message that you don't like is a message that a crowd is coming that will like. Is the same message. Is the same message. So what do you do? Keep watering. You keep watering. You keep watering. You keep watering. But it's growing downwards. Are you listening to me? So when you stop watering, then it dies. Then you say, oh, I was right. You know, I was right. I knew nothing was going to come out of it. Yeah, I was right. Yeah, you're not right. The reason is because behind the scenes, you don't know what was happening. You don't know what it was, God was doing behind the scenes. Some of you, you, were, you, you are heavyweight fornicators. Yeah? But we're working with you. Yeah. yeah. We're working with you. Pre adventure behind the scenes, God was doing something. Do you understand? Yeah? So within five years, God expects what? Fruits. So you can see that God has timings. One year, Three months, he was able to bless. Three months, he was able to bless the house of Obedidon. Yeah? You should see how they reported it to David. They said, something is happening in the house of Obedidon. Hey, God has blessed him. God has blessed him. In these three months, God has blessed him. Then David knew that it was because the ark was in his house. Yes. Amen? Yes. So, ask your neighbor, when will you bear fruit? No answer. Ask your neighbor, now that you know when God expects fruits, when are you bearing fruit? Have you received any answer? Has anybody said five years? Ask your neighbor, now that you know when God expects fruits, when are you bearing fruits? Turn to your other neighbor. I think the other neighbor didn't give you a good answer. Say, neighbor, now that you know when God expects fruits, when are you bearing fruits? 
All the neighbors who are not answering, eh? They are the keyword. Kisikis in the church. All Kisikis don't answer this question. So let's try again. Say neighbor. Now that you know when God expects fruits. When are you bearing fruits? Is, were you talking to a kisiki? Is your neighbor a kisiki? Now that you know. Kisiki say no comment. Yes. No comment. Kisikis just smile. <laughs> you got a point now? Yes. Kisikis are not planning to be fruitful. Write it down. Kisikis are not planning to be fruitful. Yeah. One man married before and I think his mind didn't go well. Then he asked me to help him get a wife. Me, I always get requests. Yes, I'm into tindering. So he's had, he's married before. He's had, um, how many kids he's had? And they're doing well. Then he told me that, but I don't want children. Yes. So I said, ah, if I give you a young lady, just tell me you're looking for a sex machine. He was, a, he was going to be a Kisiki husband. And he wanted me to give him one of my daughters in the church. So I said to myself, I cannot put somebody's daughter in such a situation. He's her children. And they're with his first wife. So now he's looking for enjoyment. He's looking for pleasure. Now if you are in such a situation, hear me, there's nothing bad about you wanting whatever. You also need an ex-wife. You understand? An ex-wife who also has her pekins. You two with your already gotten pekins. Now two of you enjoy yourselves. But to want somebody, this her first marriage. That's not it. In fact, what frightened me was the insensitivity. You're not sensitive. Yeah, and I was not going to be involved. I'll be there. Then I'll get a message. Ray, where's my wife? It's like God has told him his wife is with me. <laughs> I told him, eh, what you are offering, it won't do. Yeah. Then another time he went off. After a long while he came, then he said, oh, we can compromise on at least one. But me, I said no. Yeah. 
That's a compromise you make to get what you're looking for. Thereafter, oh, but I told him that I didn't want, so I said no. God expects what? Fruit. And he expects it at a certain time. When I shut down the dancing stars, when fruit is not coming, I'm not a bad man. I'm only in the scriptures. When I shut down the tulips, after how many years of watering, and after how many years of them singing, everybody, I'm not what? A bad man. He himself said, cut it down. So, brothers and sisters, there's a time God expects you to bear fruit. Yes. (laughs) Brothers and sisters, there's a time God expects you to bear fruit. Yes. There are fruits you can expect to see only after five years. There will be little to see after one year, two years, or even three years. Indeed, a certain kind of church growth is only seen after five years. You will see certain fruits only after five years of ministry. Many pastors develop in their ministries only after five years of real ministry. Perhaps there is a major leap forward in your ministry every five years. Amen. So, um, God expects fruit, number one, within one year, within a year. Number two, God expects fruit within three months. Wow. When your mother-in-law wants children, your future mother-in-law wants children, are you aware she expects children within a certain period? <laughs> One year. Uh-huh. You think God is not looking for fruit within? After one year, she'll come to the house and says, Hey, Kwani, what is not happening? <laughs> You're just eating my son's food. Kwani, what is not happening? True or not true? Yeah. Why? She expects fruits within a particular time. Yes. You see, some mother-in-laws will now start telling you how to... Are you doing it correctly? Yes. True or not true? Yeah. If they are the type of family where the mother talks plainly to the son, she, she will even ask the son, how are you doing it? Yes, it's true. Every branch that bears not fruit. You see, the mother-in-law has come to purge the tree. Yes. And some come to remove you and bring another. She expects fruit within what? My lineage is perpetuated through my son. 
Anywhere my daughter goes, whatever she brings forth goes to whoever it goes there. Ah. But my son, he's the one who is going to carry forward my name. So I expect fruits when he marries. Do you understand? So if the wife says, Daddy, he's always playing video games. He doesn't pay me attention. What do you think I will do? I will go to the house and take the video game. I spread fruits within. You sit in church and think God is not expecting fruit within a certain time. He is. Rise up on your feet. Lift up your two hands. What should we pray? <laughs> what should we pray? Eh? From the teaching, what should we pray? A lot of things. Let us pray that you kill the spirit of procrastination and become time conscious. Yeah. Some of you, if you are doctors, all your patients will die. First of all, when they are calling you, you even pick up. Get the point now. Yeah. I want us to pray against the spirit of procrastination. Tomorrow, Soul winning today, so I'll do it tomorrow. Oh, after Mandamano, I'll go for soul winning. You get a point now. And then it never gets done. From next week to next month, next month to three months, three months to half a year, half a year, full year, and nothing gets done. Yeah. We want to kill that spirit. Lift up your two hands. Begin to pray against the spirit of procrastination. It is a spirit. It is a spirit. The fruit of the spirit of procrastination is laziness and lack of inertia. Pray, 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 pray against the spirit of procrastination in the name of Jesus. Yandalama zabra karia aduaba irataria adenemelebebe irasombaria denemelebe irredo shandaba kapa irapereberebe kapaya iraskanda zua kazada irambereberebe irreta kelemegediatai irazua kasambra daria de iropa rede. Child of God, pray against the spirit of procrastination. 
procrastination in the name of Jesus. Lord, I bind the spirit of procrastination in my life. I bind the spirit of procrastination in my ministry. I bind the spirit that kills visions and kills dreams and postpones visions and postpones dreams. I bind it in the name of Jesus. All forms of laziness sponsored by procrastination. I bind in the name of Jesus. Lord, make my life a moving life. A life of activity. A life of doings. In the mighty name of Jesus. Child of God, pray for your life. Why is your life not moving forward? Why is your life at a standstill? Break the yoke of procrastination. The time to rise up is now. The time to build up business is now. The time to be fruitful is now. The time to travel is now. The time to marry is now. The time to get it done is now. Pray against the spirit of procrastination. There is no better time than today. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yazua Kazazumba. Izanderebe Kapaya. Rakaduamblanda. Irakerebelebe Kapaya. Irazo Sazendezidia. Aderebe Kadirios Kapadua. Iraboshanda Badaya. Irembelia Pai. Yatala makapai, yapaya kapaya, irando robo shandariaba. Your word says, I shall arise. I arise today, O Lord. Indo baliapaya, ande zakozambaria, irada namana manamana, yagadua kapai, yaberebebea. Anything keeping us at a standstill. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to pray. Anything keeping you in one spot. Anything keeping you from moving. It is true that sometimes you want to get up and do it. It seems like something more powerful, a force more powerful keeps you glued to the same spot. Lift your hand. Say this after me. Say, Father, from this moment, whatever keeps my life rooted in one spot, in the name of Jesus, whatever fights my advancement, in the name of Jesus, say, I break camp and I advance from today in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Lift your voice and pray right now. Pray, pray, pray. Child of God, pray for yourself. 
Yanda mazabali abaya baba 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 raza kazuma la mana 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 ma irrebele kepele bele bele irata kapaya bala 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 iranda tua kadia izanda libola baya ba arasa kablega tua ba irreze kepele bele 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 iratua kapaya arreza kaperia die child of God lift your voice and pray. After today, when it's time to rise up and to do something, you rise up. Nothing is stopping you from today. Lift your voice and pray. Alanda rabalabarabarabarabahai izando zapregadia kapai irado samalege belegede iradia kazua pariabai irasko pandiabai iroda ligada barabakapaya iranda rabasandia azuga irembegada balakapaya idua child of God pray pray for yourself indunimidia barabarabahai. Yazando sambale kapai Induni miria dosemberebereberebere Bazunda na mahandia Aroba sandana manamana manamana Rakapaya barabara baraba Yadombe Zende zimpala kaposa Rebridi boskididi Irendo samble katua kapai Selema ya katula bakapahaya Raskumbrandi di eskemba dose Izuze mbele kepia bahai Returi adomba la bosha Iliba ya kopari adahai Izuna masandi ya kapo Iredi ya kapari adanamanamanamaha Iroba liya kadia skumandia Iluza kasendere mehandia Irobele berebe kapa Idore berebe rianda Isunga zanda zege leke pa Yakaparabarabarabarabaha Irombele iratea Irosanda maha Whatever keeps me Lord Rooted in one place in the name of Jesus, Lord, I break camp and advance forward in the Sanda Zele Pekaya, Iradola Makadini Minios, Aratua Capariada, Iresica Zuza Bariade, Ilinde de 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 Paya, Iranda Namamamamamama, Irombele Belebe, Fatula Bacapa, Irondias Capaluaba, Irombele Belebele Bacapa. Irazumbalia kapuadaha Irika sumala mahandia Irindia kapariadea Izumpala kataya Irazia kazianda Irito kapula baha Iadea Iadea kadia skundazia suapa Iribola bahaya Irambelebebe kapa Iratuaba Irantuaba 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 in the name of Jesus. I don't know, but I believe what we are praying for will mark the beginning of advancement in the church, advancement in your life, advancement in your business. 
Go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 2. I feel led that we pray this prayer. Some of you have been Zunguka. Is it Zunguka? Is it Zunguka? Some of you have been Zungukaing. Right? Then we turned and took our journey into the wilderness. Now, Deuteronomy is a recount of the events of Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers. At this time, Moses is ready to die. So he gathers the people and he begins to recount everything that happened. Do you understand? So, this is um, hindsight. He's telling them, this thing took place in our journey. So what took place? He said, we journeyed into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea as the Lord spake unto me. And we compassed Mount Seir many days. So they covered Mount Seir many days. Verse 2. And the Lord spake unto me saying, so here, this is God. Oh. He's coming after what? Just many days. Verse 3. Ye, this is what God is saying. Ye have what? Come past this mountain long enough. Turn you northward. You're going to pray for a new direction. A new direction will give you speed. I said a new direction will give you speed. Otherwise, you will be zungu kain. Give me this in the NLT. You have been wandering around in this hill country long enough. Turn to the north. Some of you need a direction. And after this Sunday, God is going to give you a direction. Turn to the north. Verse 4. Give these orders to the people. My God. You will pass through the country belonging to your relatives, the Edomites, the descendants of Esau, who live in Seir. The Edomites will feel threatened, so be careful. Your new direction will threaten some people. You see, you don't believe it. You don't believe it. Give me verse 3 in the message. Let's see verse 3 in the message. I want us to pray this last prayer. I love it. You've been going around in circles in these hills long enough. <laughs> Go north. Go north. That's direction. Go north. Tell your neighbor, Go north. I don't know why you are afraid of your neighbor. Tell your neighbor, go north. God is going to give you a direction as to where you will go. Hmm. If you tell some people that you are Zungukai, eh? do this. They, they won't, 
they come to listen after two years, after three years, after four years. You, what you need is what? Direction. Clear direction. Go north. Do you understand? Go north. That's like clear direction. I know you don't believe in the, the place of a prophet in your life. Yes. But Zungu, give me this in the Swahili version. Somebody will read it for us. Mwezunguka mlima huvia kutosha geokeni upande wa kaskazini. I like kaskazini. Kaskazini. I should read the Swahili Bible often. I will have words to impress you. Yes. Kaskazini. Yes. Kaskazini. Go north. Yes. Upandewa. Kaskazini. Ten north. Isn't it? Yeah. I need a direction. I don't know about you. Yeah. I need a direction. Yeah. I needed a direction. God told me, tell your shepherds to sit down. They'll sit down. They sat down. Yes. I'm on a new direction. Yes. You too, you can pray for a direction for God to change your pastor. <laughs> you got a point now. Yeah. Upande wakaskazini. Yes. Turn north. I see you turning in a direction that will prosper you. Whatever path you have been on that has not prospered your life, I see you turning in a better direction. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Upandewakaskazini. If where you will step, it won't benefit you. Lord, give me a new direction. Lift up your right hand. Say this after me. Say, Father, I ask for a new direction. Just as you gave the children of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 3. Give me a direction for my life. A direction in the church. A direction in my life. A direction in business. A direction in my career. Lift your voice and begin to pray right now. Pray for a direction. I don't know. I feel strongly that somebody needs a direction. Lift your voice and pray. Pray for direction. Pray for direction. In the name of Jesus. I pray for divine direction. Divine direction in my life. Divine direction in my ministry. Direct me Lord. Direct me Lord. Direct my path. In the name of Jesus. Child of God pray. Direct my path in business. Direct my path Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. 
Father, I come before you. I submit myself to your divine guidance, your divine direction. I receive a new direction. A new direction, Lord. Whatever you are doing next, give me direction, Lord. Give me direction, Lord. In the loba kapaya darabahaya, izoa azanda loser, repari aduna malama kapaya, ye zanda li kapayo, zua kaparia daramahanda, iradua kapaya, izanda dama kaperia, ilumbra karendo sampa, izu kape, lembo ya kapaya, raza kaparia daya, izantara mahandia, imbla. Gadua kaya isalemelege barata kabaha ikarabara dua babosh yadela induka pa I receive a new direction. Let my life move in the direction that you have blessed, that you have revealed in the mighty name of Jesus. Ikozemele kapaya indumbra dia zandua irade malakapaya. Iradua kapoya babai, ilaza kaza zumba la kapaya, reko brendiri malatua pai, ilabe amandana mahapaya, irasonda malande, irasonda na malande, irasonda na malande, kiada zuambra dia kaloda, irendo sapia dala, ikaye mama mama, iadua bolia abea, ilade malama saba, Pray for direction. A direction is coming. Your life will move in a new direction. In the name of Jesus. A direction that will threaten others. But you will move anyway. God is moving you in a new direction. Yazua kapaya irande rebesia kalidua orambe rapere delinda la mahanda ikadana malamaha iswabaya yapaya baba baba iranda rabaya ba iladerebelebe ilabaya badula balata bala alabala bala bala ba arabara bara bala ba arabara bala bala ba azaka zwamazanda izumbla kapea. Rebora parabaraba Jesus Elandia Elandia Give me a new sense of direction, O God. Iladumando badia, ilabeya sana bazaya, izugragada, 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 irabo sanda lama. Jesus, inda lama ndua. Aye, 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 aye. Aye, la sua bazantaya, elumba la kapaya, elumblega disco mazuaba, ezande zadili madalo, eroborabaha, taliabai, sumba la katai, sumberegedele makapia, erombaria, adia, adia dea, adia dea, 
Adia dea, Adia dea, Adia dea, Adia dea, a new direction characterized with speed, a new direction characterized with blessings, a new direction characterized with clarity. I receive a new direction characterized with speed, a new direction characterized with clarity, a new direction attended with prosperity. I receive it, Lord. In the summa lasiadaha. I, 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 Jesus, lezusa zumba da kapa, iraduli miribiri apa, lendo padu kapoya, rabali ilande pegradua rasamba isale malekapa, lumbolo boloba kapaya. We are receiving a sense of direction. A new direction, a new direction, a new direction, a new direction, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lisumbla Gaduba, Ladini Media Baha'i. Lift your two hands. Every directionless life, every directionless wandering. Every marking one spot, never advancing. Today, I declare your life is breaking camp and you are advancing forward. Your life is breaking camp and your life is advancing forward. This church is breaking camp. This church is advancing forward. As the church advances, may you also advance in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus, whatever has kept your destiny rooted in one place for many years, I declare prophetically by the power of the Holy Ghost, you are advancing forward. Your next direction shall be attended with blessings. Your next direction shall be attended with fruitfulness. Your next direction shall be attended with prosperity. Your next direction shall be attended with speed. In the name of Jesus, I see you moving with speed. I see you moving with supernatural speed. In the mighty name of Jesus, you will accomplish that which God has purpose in your life. In the name of Jesus, I see you bearing fruit with speed. I see your life take a turn with blessings, with increase, with abundance. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that through fruitfulness we would experience all these blessings in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, 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 amen. Oh, you can do better. Through fruitfulness, you are experiencing blessings.
Amen. Please do have your seat. I'm just realizing that the Swahili gives the autonomy, the real meaning of it. Kumbu Kumbula Torati. Yes, it's like a book of remembrance. Yeah. Wow. You didn't even know that. You didn't know the autonomy is Kumbu Kumbu. Kumbu Kumbu La Torati. <laughs> Kaskazini. It's going to be one of my favorite words. Kaskazini. (laughs) All right. The Lord bless you. I said the Lord bless you. You'll be fruitful in his house. You'll be fruitful in your life. You'll be fruitful in your businesses. And your life is receiving a new direction. Shout a bigger amen. amen. Don't resist new directions. Do you understand? Yeah. The Lord said you have Zunguka here for so long. Turn north. Yes. I mean, when God tells me to do something, I don't, I'm not going to be the one arguing. Do you understand? I say, turn north. Yeah. Upandewa. Amen. We have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the Word of God preached by Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw. Do join either of our services at Love Springs International Church Headquarters this and every Sunday at 9 a.m. Connect with Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. God richly bless you and lead you in a series of victories.